0: Yes, how we doing? Welcome once again, my friend, to station B O B, where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I'm your host, Dr. Rob, and as always, I'm excited and happy to be with you once again to bring you another informative, hopefully life altering podcast. And tonight I have a special guest. Um, He's a young man that um, I've grown to admire. Um, I mean, just really a straight-up, intelligent, well-spoken, honest, young black man, a Haitian-American to be specific. And um, he has an interesting story to talk to us tonight about his experience with the COVID 19 virus and the effect that it has had on his life and what he's doing now especially since we are now in the midst of this Omicron uh, additional virus that's happening now during the holiday season so without further ado I'd like to introduce Jeremiah Antoine and let's get busy Jeremiah say hello to
1: everybody Hello, everyone. Hello. What's
0: going on, Rob? All right. How you doing? I'm
1: doing well. How are you?
0: Good, good, man. I want to thank you so much, uh, you know, for your courage and willingness to share your story. And I just want you to know that, you know, my heart goes out to you and I, you know, just admire your courage. And so why don't you, you know, talk about your experience with COVID, you know, what happened? And, um, and then we'll go from there and I'll jump in with some questions when, you know, the need arises.
1: Uh, thanks, Rob. Um, so going back early in the year, uh, March 2021, um, I've caught this virus, uh, COVID, as well as, uh, as well as my father, uh, and my little sister. So, um, my father was the first to be diagnosed with this virus. Um, within a, a week of quarantining, uh, he passed away on the 19th of March, um, which was uh, very, very sad, of course, uh, sudden, um, and uh, it's something that I'm truly still processing at the moment um, because of how sudden everything is. Um, but with this virus, um, it, it's, I'm sure, it affected everyone else, but uh, for, for me personally, uh, something that I, I truly can't uh, bounce back from, and it's the state that we live living in right now. So,
0: okay. So, um, so your father passed away, as you said, as a result of that. So, I mean, what did that do to you? The whole suddenness of it, and you know, how you how are you doing today?
1: Uh, with the whole suddenness of it. I guess a little backstory. Uh, it was uh, when, I believe the night of the 18th. He had uh, trouble breathing. Um, my father also had underlying conditions. He's a diabetic. Um, but while he had trouble breathing, uh, we went ahead and called the ambulance. They took him to the uh, hospital, and uh, unfortunately, within an hours, within uh, three hours, uh, he was pronounced dead. That's how uh, that's how and everything came across.
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah, and so were you still um, infected? You know, were you still in? You know, with a positive diagnosis? You know,
1: correct, correct, correct. Uh, While I was still quarantining, I remember uh, getting the. Uh, I wouldn't say getting the call, but I remember my sister coming. I remember my sister coming into my room stating that, uh, you know, my father didn't make it. Um, and once I heard that, you know, uh, everything, uh, I guess, about quarantining was out the window. Uh, we went ahead and we you know, went to the hospital and uh, uh, picturing seeing my father soulless um, in a hospital bed was, was something that's never going to, uh, to leave me. Um, but it's something that I have to deal with every day.
0: Uh huh. What does it do for you um, to talk to to talk about it? Now, you know, does do you find that hard to do because it's a reminder, or is it helpful because it allows you to you know get your thoughts and your feelings out about it?
1: Uh, it's a great question, Rob. I think initially, maybe months within the passing of my, the passing of my father. Uh, reliving that day, uh, definitely was very, very hard for me to express and, um, and talk about. But as time goes on, as you know, the, you know, the expression, time heals off, that, that, that definitely helped me out, uh, as far as expressing and, um, and, and going about, uh, my, my circumstance. So it's definitely gotten better. Uh, I don't know if you can truly heal from grieving as anyone who's grieved. Uh, who is greeting Charlene knows but uh it's it's more manageable.
0: So. Okay. Okay. Um I wanted to ask you at the time we met you were we met because I worked with you doing counseling and so what what happened that you felt the need that you wanted to engage in some therapy about your situation regarding your father?
1: Um, so as, a, I guess as a man, uh, I don't know if you can relate to this, Rob, but as a man, uh, we are taught not to, uh, express, uh, emotions and kind of to suck it up and, and be a man and, you know, uh, the whole nine. But, um, I think that's definitely been, uh, instilled in me for a very, very long time. But, um, with my circumstances that happened right now, I know that, uh, I knew that, if I didn't express what was going on with me, it would affect me in different uh, aspects of my life. Which is why um, my mother was so fortunate to uh, to tell me uh, about you and, and you know, grieving counseling and and how to express what's going on with me and, and you know and how to go about this. So,
0: okay, so you know, it's interesting that you point out, you know, especially with black men not wanting to seek counseling. And not, you know, told that it's, you, you know, you're less than a man if you cry. And and all the things that connect to our inner self, our emotional state of mind, our emotional well-being as men, uh, many of us are taught to skip over that part of our lives. Now, I never had that experience like nobody, you know, I grew up in the public housing project in in New York. And, you know, of course, when you go outside, you know, you had to be tough. It was always a fight. But, you know, like my family didn't teach me that about, you know, don't cry. And I'm sure it was out there because I grew up at a time, you know, when when therapy and social work, especially in the black community, was like, it just wasn't even that it was taboo. It just did not happen. And so... Is that, was that your upbringing or teachings in some way that you should not, you know, talk about your feelings or cry about your feelings? I mean, did you actually have that type of experience?
1: Uh, growing up, well, I guess fortunate to grow up with my father. We, we didn't really have conversations about uh, my emotions or my feelings, you know. Um, it was, it was never sad, you know, whatever. I was feeling was always closed and and uh, and closeted. Um, I never really truly expressed my emotions towards my father. I'm sure if I did, you know, he would be grateful, but it wasn't something that was taught um, by him. I just kind of followed his footsteps, and uh, being a man uh, of his caliber, he never truly uh, expressed as, as many emotions, so I was just following his footsteps. Okay,
0: sort of like... Uh an implied lesson, you know, to pull up your bootstraps and keep it moving. I mean, Correct. because, you know, me personally, I'm a crier. You know, I watch a good movie, uh, and I'm, you know, the whole face is soaking wet there.
1: <laughs>
0: you, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think it was courageous of you to you reach outside of yourself, You know, for help, you know, some people say, well, you know, I'm going to go to God, you know, I'll work this out myself. But they don't think about the significance, you know, of of therapeutic intervention. So let me let me ask you this, because what I have found, you know, in my work as a social worker. That, you know, and, and this is not necessarily in, in connection to people who have just had a major loss. I've been involved in, you know, grieving like group grieving counseling or you know, group therapy. And, you know, during the holidays during the holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's, people are still uh, you know, mourning the loss of loved ones, you know, five, ten years ago. And yep. what what I want to ask you, which I'll do in a minute, but I just want to point out, and my hope is that if you could help it, that you would avoid like this approach to your loss I mean, and I totally understand that you cannot tell people how to mourn because everybody's pain is their you know it's their pain and their experience, however, what I'm really talking about is. I have found that, excuse me, I have found that, you know, when people lose a a loved one, especially a major loss, you know, grandmother, mother, father, sister, brother, that it could be October 15 and people start talking about, well, Thanksgiving is coming and, you know, my mother's not you know, going to be there because, you know, she passed away last year and they already plan to be sad or mad or angry. And the, the the holiday has not even come here. We are, we might be in mid October and people make decisions projecting into the holidays that they should, and that they are going to be sad and unhappy because of the loss. So, your father passed away in uh march of 2020 oh, I'm sorry 20, 2021 right I'm sorry 2021 and so now we were just facing the you know the we're in the midst of the holiday season but I wanted to know what your mindset was in regard to what I'm saying about people projecting into the holiday they season, that, they are gonna, that they, they're going to choose to be sad or mad or angry or feeling some kind of way because of their loss. But before you answer that, hold on to that thought. I'm just going to step aside to let a promo in, and when we come back on the other side, we'll pick up with your answer to that question.
2: Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn, when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling, In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show.
0: Okay. Welcome back. I'm here today with... uh, Outstanding, upstanding young man, Mister Jeremiah Antoine, and we're talking about his experience with the COVID nineteen virus and the the loss of his uh, beloved father as a result of the 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 virus. And so, just before we went to break, talking to Jeremiah about you know. Uh, Thanksgiving, this is his first Thanksgiving without his father. And so how did that go for you, Jeremiah? Uh,
1: Leading up to it, Rob, I definitely had many, many, many thoughts about it on how I should feel, of course, uh, the presence of my dad. Um, As you know, Thanksgiving is a time to give thanks, uh, especially for family and friends. Um, But how do you feel? How we're supposed to feel that way when uh, you know when a loved one is no longer there. So uh, I gave much thought into it, but I think uh, maybe the day before or a couple of days before, leading up to Thanksgiving, I kind of wanted to uh, let everything uh, fall into place. I didn't want to get too anxious about it. I didn't want to think about it too much. Whatever I felt um, on Thanksgiving Day is what I was going to feel. Um, so my experience was um, quite interesting, to say the least. Um, for the first time, I, uh, I was in, I was in the kitchen. Uh, I was, uh, I was helping the, uh, the ladies. I was in my mom, my sister, so I was helping the ladies cook. Uh, we made, uh, quite some dishes as well as dessert, uh, and we really enjoyed each other's company. So,
0: wait, wait, hold on. Uh, so, hold on. So you were, you were helping cook. Helping prepare dishes. <laughs>
1: where, where, where normally, I guess, with your
0: dad, you guys would be in the living room watching the games or something. Is that correct? Correct,
1: correct, correct, So I was, uh, I was in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen helping out with dishes. Yeah, helping what? out creating dishes. Yeah.
0: Like, what kind of dishes did you prepare or
1: oh, help? Uh, this thing this Thanksgiving, uh, we made salmon. Uh, we also made uh, Brussels sprouts. Um. Uh, I believe we made mashed potatoes as well as sweet potato pie for dessert.
0: Okay, so I'll continue, continue with your story. So now you're in the kitchen, Jeremiah the chef. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so now I'm in the kitchen, Jeremiah the so chef, kind of, you know, asking the females because this is my first time growing up as a, as a child. I was always kicked out of the kitchen because I guess I was in Maryland. and I didn't know too much about it, so the females just uh, take over everything. But uh, this year was quite a change. But uh, this year I was asking the females what they do, you know, looking at recipes, kind of following what they were doing, um, and you know, and the, and executing in the kitchen. So it was okay. really, really, okay. really, really, really nice this year. I look forward to uh, many Thanksgiving. Hopefully, it can be like this. But I was really um. I was really uh, thankful to be part of the, uh, the, cooking, the cooking this year.
0: Okay, so, so now let's fast forward to the dinner table. Now, how did that mm-hmm. go?
1: Uh, <clears throat> Traditionally, we always pray. Uh, this year, was, the prayer was much more longer. Of course, we had to give thanks. Um, uh, family, friends, uh, those who are no longer with us, including my father, uh, of course, you fill that void um shed a couple of tears. Um uh and um we went ahead and you know in we ate so it was just a, a longer prayer and of course filling that void was uh, something that you just can't uh you can't hide or something you just can't avoid. But um I think uh of course praising the Lord uh and giving thanks for uh, the family that you're with. Uh, is something that uh that um <clears throat> that I that you know, that that's that's what that's what the tradition is always going to be so much more different this year but uh, uh something that we always do
0: okay so was you know was did you did your family leave an a empty seat for your father to represent his absence or was the table you know was there you know a person a family member in every chair
1: there was a family member in every chair. Uh, we all, as a family, uh, gave thanks. We all, um, you know, said his name in prayers, which was um, beautiful and sweet, as you ask me. Um, just, you know, although he's not here in the flesh, he is here with us spiritually. So we all uh, prayed to his name.
0: And, and how did your mother and sister handle it? Did you notice anything uh, different about them in one way or uh. another?
1: Uh, as you know, as as I don't know if you pray or not, Rob. Uh, uh, but as you pray, you bow your head. Um, I didn't see anything as far as uh, any tears, but uh, hearing them pray, I, I felt as though they were okay. Um, you know, I didn't hear any stumbles at all, and um, you know, they were confident that uh, with prayer, everything would be okay.
0: Okay, well, to answer your question, I do pray. As a matter of fact, I prayed that you would do this podcast with me today. And and so, you know, my prayers were answered because,
1: (laughs) you know, it's
0: hard to ask a person to kind of relive a difficult experience and and then, you know, come on a podcast and talk about it. So I prayed that you would be willing to do that. And so I, I thank you. Uh, You know, I can't thank you enough. And so, yes, my my prayers were answered. And so you kind of talked about it, you know, how you, you know, prepared mentally. But I still just want to ask, you know, did you did you have any thoughts, you know, prior to Thanksgiving that you were just going to determine that it would not be good because, you know, of the loss of your father?
1: Um, no, Rob, I think I guess maybe the conversation we had leading up to, to Thanksgiving personally between me and you Uh kind of made me kind of made me not think about, uh, you know, the emotions or the thoughts about Thanksgiving and to just feel what I feel as a, uh, as a, as a human being, maybe that kind of, uh, led me to, to do what I did, but, um, I would say I, I think I I think I handle it pretty well. You know whether I uh, express a lot of emotions or not. Um, you know it is what it, it is what it is when it comes to grieving. Like you mentioned, uh, there is no uh, there is no way of mourning. Everyone mourns differently. So uh, I just thought my my way was uh, different, especially being the first year, uh, not um, sharing a Thanksgiving meal with my father
0: right right well you know i i have to to tell you you know i'm not a mind reader and i certainly you know am not in touch with with those of us who have passed but i think you know my wisdom and life experience says that you know your father would want his family to have a robust enjoyable thanksgiving and um I mean so many people cannot handle the holidays and and the loss and I don't mean to minimize anybody's thinking or mourning about that but I I do you know just as a mental health professional it it does concern me when people you know in in advance of the holiday make a decision they make a choice that they are not going to enjoy the holiday because of the loss as opposed to just going into the holiday and with an open mind understanding that you had this loss but it doesn't mean that you have to choose that this coming Thanksgiving or whatever the particular holiday is that' it's going to it's not going to be good because of you know a recent loss of a, of, of a love of a loved one. And so I I really admire you for your approach and your courage as you go through this experience. You know, it's a, it's a one day at a time. And when you lose a parent, I, you know, I lost my mother early in life and, and, I remember I could be walking down the street and hear a song from the Four Tops. Now, I know you don't know about the Four Tops and the Temptations.
1: <laughs> but, but, the temptations, definitely. The Temptations, definitely.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, you know, when my mother was used to clean the house, she would play certain songs, and then I would be out, and I'd hear that song, you know, back in the day, you know, record shops. They used to play mm-hmm. the music so you could hear it on the street, and I would hear those songs, and it would be like, wow, you know. That was that was my mother's song, and of course it was my song too. But it just made me think of her. But I was still able to 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 go on and enjoy the day. It was just you know it was just a reminder. And my myself, I never you know planned for the holidays to be bad because of of the loss. And my mother passed away in November, so you know Thanksgiving is two weeks later. So if there was a time to be sad, I guess that would would be it but I really don't recall making plans, you know, to not have a good day. And I was too young to know this, but I really believe my mother would not want that for me as well. So are you looking forward to to Christmas and New Year's now that you've gotten through the first holiday? Are you looking forward? You know, are you still kind of, you know, treading water, but knowing that, you know, this is another opportunity to get back into the kitchen and perfect your culinary skills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, uh, I guess the answer to that question, um, I hope, you know, I hope the females, no, my mom and my sister hope they, they let me back into the kitchen again. I have a, a lot more to uh, to prove. <laughs> what, what, what did that they, they have? Did,
0: did they have you on onions? What they had you on onions and, so they,
1: they, and they had potatoes? Me on, on, they had me on onions and strictly, uh, strictly steaming vegetables. That's all they had me do. When it comes to the salmon and all that, you know, and seasoning that—that that was all. Man. So they—they—they they, they put me in a little spot by myself and oh, told man. me to do that. <laughs> you, was
0: doing, you was doing the grunt work, man.
1: I was. I was. I was limited, Rob. I was limited. Oh man. Well, hopefully, hopefully you get a promotion.
0: You know, you get to um, take out the garbage too after you peel all the potatoes and everything.
1: Uh-uh. I hope so, I hope so. Maybe one day be a manager, maybe.
0: maybe. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, that's, that's that's all right. And I just love the way that um, that rolled out for you, that you, I mean, was it a choice that you, you, you know, would wind up in the kitchen? Like, what happened? Did your mother say, um, Jeremiah, come come help out? Like, how did you get there? Normally, you would be banned from the kitchen.
1: Correct, correct. So, uh, leading up to, uh, I think, the week of Thanksgiving, um, we were all in a group chat, you know, uh, the females were just telling me what groceries to purchase. And uh, on the day of Thanksgiving, I was like, you know what, let me just go ahead and, and help and assist um, with the food. And that's what I went ahead and did. So it was kind of like a, uh, uh, it was a decision made uh, on that day. It was on the fly, so to speak, and it worked out.
0: Okay. And so how was the food?
1: The food was great. The food was great. Um, the food was great. We also, uh watched a movie, I believe, uh, King Arthur. Uh-huh. uh I believe it was a Serena Williams, uh, Venus and Serena Williams uh, movie. Okay. That's King Richard, excuse me, King Richard. It's oh, King you Richard. saw, that okay,
0: movie. okay, okay. Yeah. We, so th- was it was it, good, a, was it a good, was it, I'd, I'd like to see that myself.
1: King Richard, I'm sorry. Uh, it was a great movie, a great film. Uh, I think it's a great film, especially during the uh, holidays, and it kind of gives you, background of how Venus and Williams and Serena Williams came about. So great film I definitely recommend. But um okay. Was did, it was uh it was nice this year. Did you
0: did did you appreciate the food you know even more since you had something to do with the preparation?
1: I I did, I did. And if there was any uh there was any issues I'm sure they were to blame me <laughs> for uh for anything that was either burnt or uh it didn't
0: taste well. Okay, you, you know, I just wanted to, um, you know, unless there's something else you wanted to, you know, share with us about your dad. Uh, but I just wanted to move on to the the whole, you know, counseling, you know, aspect of the the process, you know, of your healing. And, yeah. you know, like personally, what did, you know, how did counseling or therapy help you? kind of, you know, connect the dots to say that, you know, I could, I could stand up and and go forward and not feel guilty as if I'm, you know, forgetting my father because I'm able to keep a smile on my face and continue, you know, with my social life and, and so on and so forth. What about that process you think, you know, worked for you just to help somebody understand that, that therapy, you know, is a, is a good thing.
1: Um, I've been going back to what I said, Rob, as a person who, uh, um, I won't say wasn't taught to express, but didn't express as much, uh, especially as a male, uh, having that outlet and, you know, having someone listen to you and not storing a lot of things in, not, not storing a lot of things in, uh, definitely helped as well. Um, a lot of things that I had to, uh, I guess you can say unleash or unwind, um, during this, uh, during this, during our sessions that we would have and, uh, things that I would question, of course, when it comes to meeting, you you have numerous, um, thoughts, dreams, emotions, everything, um, everything going on. But having that person, I think truly, especially to me, having that person truly talk to about these emotions that you're feeling, I think is, um, is extremely important as a male because uh it's, it's it's an outlet, you know. We don't wanna we don't wanna bear any of our problems onto anyone else's shoulder but you know having someone to talk to you is, uh is very, very important to me.
0: hmm hmm. So I take it then you would recommend counseling not only for black men but women, white women, Chinese women, Chinese men. I I mean I think, you know, because with counseling if you don't talk about it, you will act out about it. And what do I mean by that? Is like when we don't let things out, we punch walls, we yell, we scream, we're irritated. And so, to to turn to you know some a professional, so to speak, I mean it, it can only help. It it will, it will not make things worse. It can only make
1: things better.
0: I mean, would you agree?
1: Um, completely, right? We as humans are social beings, so we're meant to be social, correct? Yes. And uh, we have to uh, express wh- whatever we're feeling. We can't store it all in, so regardless of your white, black, purple, green, uh, whatever you want to associate yourself as, I think it's very important to express and, and to talk about uh, what you're going through. Um, and if you don't, then it can affect you in, in in ways that you you know can't even imagine because it's stored in. So I recommend counseling for for anyone. Anyone.
0: Okay, okay. I I just want to ask you because we we're almost coming to an end, and I just wanted to ask you, um, what you know, not necessarily advice or what words of wisdom. Could you share with someone else who, you know, may have had a recent loss due to COVID, cancer, heart attack or whatever? And, you know, how, you know, maybe you can just share with them a, a frame of mind, some thoughts that they could think that might help their, you know, may ease their pain. But before you answer that, I'd like to step aside to let a promo in and then we'll pick up on the other side with your response to that question.
2: Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner, Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B.
0: Okay, that's a nice promo. How we doing, and welcome back. So we're here with um Jeremiah talking about COVID and his loss and you know for lack of a better re- uh better term or better word I'll just say and his uh, road to recovery in terms of feeling good and not feeling guilty um you know as if he doesn't feel for his father and he but he was still able to stand up and move forward Being inspired by the life of his father. So, before the promo, Jeremiah, I was asking you if you could share, you know, just some words of wisdom with the audience about, you know, what do you think, you know, helped you that could help them in terms of finding a way to feel better about a major loss? And, and and after that I have one more question for you but speak to that if you if you're able to
1: uh, Rob this is such a hard question to ask uh, to answer excuse me um, Wow <laughs> one thing I would give or one thing I would say uh, when it comes to mourning or um, if you've experienced a loss of you know anyone uh, major in your life is... I don't feel afraid to express or, or talk uh, about it i know uh, i know the first a uh, couple of months or even the first year depending on your morning process it's very hard to to express and to uh, to talk about but eventually you need to talk about it and uh, talking about it is uh, is, uh is part of the healing process so uh, one advice i would say is to um because so talk about how you how you truly are feeling, because there are people that that are that truly care about how you're feeling and, and are willing to help you out. So, uh, don't be afraid to to talk about how you're feeling when it comes to mourning uh, a loved one that that's been lost.
0: All right, thank you, thank you for that. I just just before we wrap up, I just want to. This is just a sort of a sports topic, but. I think it's interesting Um, Jalen Rose You know the Former basketball player He um, Yeah yeah, he's married to Molly Curum Rose You know the The moderator on First First Take Take. with Stephen A. Smith So The reason why I'm bringing this up Because it pertains to the Subject of loss so, I recently read that Jalen Rose is divorcing his wife, Molly, because he lost his grandmother and his mother, you know, um, sometime within the last year. I remember seeing oh. him on the ESPN show, and he was crying, saying that this was the first Mother's Day that he didn't have his mother and grandmother. On Mother's Day, just that just passed. But the what I wanted to, to to point out is part of the reason, and I don't know anything about the story other than what I read, is part of why he is separate. Well, he was separated from his wife, but I believe he's also filed for divorce. Is because he felt like she wasn't there for him. Regarding, the, you know, these major losses in his life and I'm just wondering about that Like, I just wanted to know your thoughts Can you blame your girlfriend or your wife Or your best friend for not being there for you? Like, what does that even mean, you know That a, another person is not there for you When you, you know, have a major loss in your life Because... I just bring this up because my thoughts are only you can fix that. I mean, you, you know, with counseling and, and those other things, it is still up to you. So can, mm. can you do, what do you think? Can your wife or, <laughs> or girlfriend, you know, would you break up with somebody under those circumstances mm. thinking that they were not there for you, you know, related to the loss of your parent, your father, or any other loved one?
1: I I wouldn't say that's a deal breaker, Rob. Um, but I think I guess as you as you initially meet with a person who you um expect to be your wife or girlfriend, I think you have to have conversations about this. Um, uh, but before. what what
0: what does that mean that, you know, she wasn't there for him? Like, we're not in his mind. I just want to know like what does that mean? Like what because she went to work every day and didn't stay home, like what does that mean? She wasn't there for him. Like how do you, mm-hmm. how do you sum up your marriage? You know, after three years, and you, you know, you lose your mother, you lose your grandmother, and then you mm-hmm. break up with your wife and say she wasn't there for me. I mean, mm-hmm. what is that?
1: I think truly, uh, Taylor Rose was very, very hurt. Um, in that his wife, uh, well, I guess his uh, ex wife, however the divorce, uh, divorcing goes, um, she wasn't truly really supportive of, um, of what he was going through. But personally, I don't think that's a deal breaker. I wouldn't break, I wouldn't, uh, divorce or break up my girlfriend if it came to that point. But we would have a, a, a long, a long, very long talk about, um, of how I felt and, how I believe that she should, um, how she should support me.
0: Wow. wow! Uh, you know, I'm just really trying to look at that because, see, your pain is your pain. And that doesn't mean Correct. that anybody, you know, can or cannot help you. I'm just Correct. trying to fathom in my
1: thoughts. How can you can break up with someone because of such of such circumstance.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know, me yeah. and you, we boys, me and you, right? We boys, right? We hanging yeah. out. My mother passed away, and mm-hmm. I'm not feeling good, or you know, mm-hmm. and I guess you living your life, you know, going to your football games and you're hanging mm-hmm. out with, you know, your friends. Um, I mean, like, what does that mean that you weren't there for me? I'm I'm really trying to mm. picture that because, you see, when you're going through something, it's yeah. like only you have the answers to be able to stop going through something. And then okay, I think okay. to you know, to blame somebody else for not being there is like, how do you do that? I mean yeah. like
1: yeah.
0: because you know, just say, like I said, we boys, right? You you have a loss or so I have a loss. And every time mm-hmm. I call you, you know, you, you're going to hang out with your boys. Now, if I say, Jeremiah, can, you know, I need to be with you tonight, man. Let's just go have a drink or something. You say, yeah, Yo, Rob, I'm dead. Can we do it tomorrow? You know, but I'm busy tonight. Is that not being there for me? Like, and because you're living your life and I'm mm-hmm. in a, a bad place because of a loss, I don't know how I blame that on you. I just really, I'm just trying to wrap my arms around divorcing my wife because she wasn't there for me after my mother and my grandmother passed away. I'm not even sure. I mean, I don't know how she was not there for him, but you know, she's a busy professional holding down, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the moderator's desk on first take. And I'm sure she has Mm -hmm. other things to do, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, what, I'm just trying to understand what does that mean? I just want to know what you thought about that.
1: Yeah. Um, I, to your point, Rob, it, was, it wouldn't be a deal-breaker for me. I wouldn't divorce, like I said, I wouldn't divorce or, or break up with my girlfriend because of that situation. Um, and like you said, Rob, you know, when you're dealing with such uh, grieving and, and such a loss, I think that's a personal battle. I don't think it's something that you should uh, put upon anybody, anyone else because no one else can feel how you're feeling um, when it comes to that. But I, I guess to a point, though, Rob, when you're dealing with a wife or a significant other, you would kind of expect them to be there with you when you're going through uh, tough times uh, and tough and hard times.
0: Yes, so. yes. Well, this listen. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I of course do not know how she was not there for him. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to understand, you know, because you know what's really important here is that you have to be there for yourself. Everything about death Everything about life Is really depends on you And I don't know that you can blame others You know For not helping you to feel better You you understand what I'm saying? I
1: agree 100%
0: That is your responsibility Because that's your walk Your mother passed away And you are devastated But I don't know how you start looking to somebody else and say, well, you're not, you, you haven't been there for me. You didn't come with me here or whatever the issue is. I just find that amazing. Yeah. And I just think in closing, in closing, in closing on this topic, I just want to thank you once again for having the courage to, do this podcast with me, and I just want to ask the studio audience: What do you think about Jeremiah doing the show? See, they
1: appreciate. I appreciate. It. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> even they, even they agree and acknowledge your your, your courage. But oh,
1: appreciate just it. To everyone listening out there, thank you.
0: Hey, listen, you know, hey, I just think you're a fine upstanding young man. And I just wanna to say to the audience that, you know, we all have major losses. We can't plan for them and and in many cases we can't handle them, you know, at least in the beginning when they first happened. But if I could say anything or suggest anything It's not a good idea. It's not a good way to live, to plan, to be unhappy when the holidays come around and, you know, and your loved one is no longer with us or with you and your family. That's just an unhealthy way to approach life, to live life, to plan, to be unhappy, especially when your loved one would want you to enjoy Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, your birthday, their birthday, as if they were still here. Our loved ones don't pass away wanting us to keep our head down and being angry. That's not the purpose of their life, and it shouldn't be the purpose for your life. And so you can pick up my podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Pandora. And in closing, I'd like to say, remember, Love is an action, not a word, and it's not supposed to hurt. Until the next time we meet, I'll talk to you later. Peace. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org, to learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing
1: when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.